Hi everybody, this is Lauren Mole here at the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop in the beautiful Napa Valley and gosh darn it, Judd's car broke down on the way here so looks like I'm going to have to be hosting the show today. <laughs> oh, 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 just got here. All right. well, oh, Judd! Uh, I had to ran the last few uh, blocks. Oh, are I you okay? It. I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, okay. I'm getting Good. a tow. I'm getting a jump. I'm getting a, the flats filled up. I'm getting a little water in the radiator. I'm putting a little gas in the tank. I'm getting lubed. Whatever it is, it's happening. The car's going to run. We've got a fun show today. Oh, I bet we do. Yes. We have, um, um, how do you pronounce your name again? <laughs> Mindy Levine. Levine. That's you got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Just kidding. Mindy Levine. You just said your name and I she's did. here. She is Drive Time Mindy, known to many on uh, the radio here in Napa Valley. She's a musician. She's a writer. She is a marketer extraordinaire involved in the music biz she's great she's i'm talking to you as if you're not here i like it she has wonderful <laughs> stories about world travel about being creative and i can't wait to hear them sit down and get into it in the meantime we invite you to join judd and his family and his winery at the south end of silverado trail judd's hill winery here in napa valley california usa thanks lauren that's true visiting information can be found at judshill.com and while you're online, I hope that you'll check out not only um, the visiting info, but find out what types of experiences we can offer you. We have our intimate sit-down tasting. We have our really fun uh, wine and food in balance seminar. We have our bottle blending day camp where we sit down and make wine that you then get to take home your own blend. Totally fun. And just for being an avid listener, type in coupon code J-N-V-S, uh, all in lowercase letters, please, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. Not bad, Lauren. If you want a better deal than that, I think you know what to do, right? Exactly. Join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, whether it's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or, heck, even at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's right. All that information is on the website. It's free to join the club. You can find out all the info, all the perks. What I do guarantee is that you're going to have a good time with fine wines. I think it's the best club That's in Napa right. Valley. And, and now, I'm not biased. Absolutely not. And now, enjoy the show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a fantastically fun Finkel Fest. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing. Live from a Napa studio, you may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now, coming to you from amidst the mysterious and exotic South Seas beauty of Napa Valley's most exclusive cocktail out, the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop. Chianti. Riesling, Chardonnay, what kind of wine are we going to have today? Pass that bottle, if you please. I think I'll have a little more Chablis. I'm Lauren Blue Hawaii Mole, and here's your host, John Fingelstein. Hey, Lauren Mole, aloha. Aloha, Judd. It's great. I love doing shows here from the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop. Isn't it? Isn't it just, ooh, it's just this great feeling there's this there's this kind of relaxed vibe we're in the midst of this gorgeous tiki bar atmosphere in this exotic south seas kind of paradise it is and you know something judd yes what it's is kind it? 
it's kind of nice to get out of Broadcast Park once in a while. Hey, nothing against Broadcast Park. There's an excitement, a vibrancy to doing the show, you know, live in the studio. But there's also something nice about being here. It's a little, as I said, a little more relaxed. We've got booze all around us. By the way, do you need a drink? Actually, I think I'm okay for now. You're okay. Usually drive yourself here and back, so it's probably better we don't get you too liquored up. But uh, full bar service at the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop anytime uh, you or the guest needs it. And uh, how, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Jen. How about you? I'm well. Should we get to the show? Absolutely. <laughs> How's that for banter? It's good banter. Yeah, we, we have a radio <laughs> professional as a guest here. Ah. Um, I do want to mention that I've talked about this a bit. Judd's Hill, you know, my family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail here in Napa Valley. Beautiful, beautiful winery. Thank you very much, yes. mystery guest. Um, <laughs> you have been there and I appreciate the vote of confidence in its beauty. I just want to invite our listeners to come visit. You know, we love meeting not only our Napa Valley neighbors, but visitors from all over. So come on down. We pride ourselves on the customer experience, showing people a good time. The wines are great, my unbiased opinion. The wine club that we have, second to none. And I say that again, completely unbiased, but if you check it out online at judshill.com, that's where the visiting information is, and have a look at what our wine club offers in the way of selection, events, perks, complimentary parties, there's no beating it. So I would love for folks to have a look at that. Join up. Come visit us. Let's have some fun times and good wine together. That's the plug for me today. Not bad. Well, thank you. Let's start the show. Let's just get right to it. Sure, Judd. All right. Drive time radio can be a windy routine. A singer-songwriter making words in English, Spanish, and even Hindi serene. She's today's guest, one of Napa's bright best, the talented... Mindy Levine. Hey, Mindy Levine. Wow. How are you? <laughs> Can I keep that? Yeah, that's for you. <laughs> Thank that, you. you absolutely. You've just been Lauren Mold. Wow. That's one of I, his signature rhyming introductions. I, I admit, I have always wanted and waited and hoped for one of these, and you have exceeded my expectations. That's great. And well, you a, know, silly Mindy, for you, the drought is over. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Woo! You have received. It's raining. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that you even know about that. And of course, because you are you are a fellow radio person, way more professional than than I. <laughs> I don't know about um, that. Uh, you 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 work at the same station. Well, yes, well, the sister the sister station within Broadcast Park, as we call it. We're over on the AM side, and yes. you work afternoons, drive time, drive time, Mindy. That's right. Over on KVYN, the FM ninety nine point three KVYN. The Vine. The Vine. Yes. And uh, you are one of these Napa Valley personalities. And, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you know our show well enough. You've tuned in. You listen that you know all about Lauren's signature. And you, you got it. Yes. You got it done. Absolutely. Let's talk about you. Oh, my. Who is Mindy <laughs> Levine? Let's, let's find out. You know, you, as I said, you are a Napa Valley personality. Mm -hmm. Folks know you as Drive Time Mindy here. You haven't always been here. You haven't always been on the radio. Correct. You've had a pretty interesting path to get you here. <laughs> And I'd like to find out a little bit. Let's go back. You wow. Are, How far are we going back? Let, well, let's are go we back. Did you? Okay. I'm kind of curious about your, you know, your early background. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you come from a family? You're also a singer songwriter, <laughs> which we're going to get into. Yes. So I want to find out like about growing up, you know, was there this creative bent throughout the family that encouraged uh, uh, the arts? I would say yes. I you know, grew up in, in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, my dad was a New York Port Authority cop 35 years. Oh, wow. Never missed a single day with four kids in 35 years. Wow. That's right. He got a very exclusive like honor when he left and everything. So I was proud of that. Um, but, you know, so the parents, you know, 
met in New York, migrated with the kids to, to the suburbs of Jersey, mm-hmm. grew up there. I had three older brothers with a kind of a big gap between myself and them. And that's where all of my influences came from. Oh, wow. The eight tracks of yeah. Zeppelin and Stones and the Beach Boys and all of that. At a very young age, I was raised on a very like a diet of a lot of pop, pop not just pop culture, but things like one of my big brothers handing me on the road by Jack Kerouac, Jack Kerouac yeah. and saying, don't read this. It won't change your life. You know, things like that. <laughs> and? <laughs> and let's just say um, right after I graduated high school, I hopped in a car and drove cross country to California and never went back. Yeah, completely unlike <laughs> what happens in the book. <laughs> completely unlike that book. Because you took a bus. Exactly. Yeah, you were in a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you grew up in this atmosphere. And were these older brothers? I mean, it's a great influence to have if, yeah. they're, if they're into you. Uh, were they <laughs> yes. were they kind to well, baby sister? No, not at all. They they no. tortured me my entire childhood. Oh, no. However, well, I'm loosely saying torture when I said things like <laughs> we're playing hide and seek and I'm little crawl into the dryer and I can't get out. And instead of letting me out, they're they just it turning it on just <laughs> enough. No, just enough that it almost tips over. That oh, that kind of torture. But when you However, coupled with, of course, always being there for me, always, you know, influencing me and kind of being because my dad was busy with work, as I said, and he would do like night shifts and be gone. So they kind of were surrogate dad collective. Um, So later in life, I realized that was a character building. Yeah. And now they're paying me back for the rest of my life, so I appreciate that. They, yeah, so they, I just guilt them for life, and now they have to take care of me. And they're like still around in your life and supportive. Yeah, and yeah, everybody's and yeah, everybody's out here in California. Oh, they are so literally close. Literally close. My my folks have passed uh, within the last five to ten years, and we're all still close to siblings. I've got a San Diego, L.A., a Berkeley, and me. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, so, so it's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of influence from the the brothers, you know, the, and just wanting to be a writer. I wanted to be a journalist from a young age. Followed in my brother's footsteps, and be, you know, was editor of the high school paper. And your brothers did that type of stuff as well. Yeah, the there were some writers for the. Or? Yes, exactly. Not musicians. No. I'm. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> I, I'm probably the the most creative one. I'm the black sheep in terms <laughs> of. They were all hippies and did all crazy things, but I was the only one that like sold all my earthly belongings and just you know move to europe so i could travel bohemia that type of thing yeah so they're a little more like captains of industry you know and more Mm -hmm. went more of a narrow path with families and i went a little more creative side gotcha Gotcha. so but But always they're always supportive 100 percent, 100 percent. that's true important all right at what point did you did you realize the path for you was the creative path was to be a writer was to be a musician I still haven't accepted that. Haven't? Oh, <laughs> no, because that that's the well, as you know, I have the, my dual my, my career career well, as yeah, a, no, you've got yes a day so job. As I have say, the day but, job, you know, but you still pursue all. This I do, I do, I do. Um, it's you know, I uh, I just think my whole life. I just think I've always loved music. I've always been the kid that had the record player in the living room. You know, acting out all the musicals. You know what I mean? Like from yeah. every and in the backyard with the neighbor kids. You know, for the neighborhood yes. type of you know that stuff. That was just always there, and I was never discouraged. Never. My parents never said, don't do that. You know, it was always like, let it, let it go. So I, you know, bought, you know, when I was young, I had a guitar, some lessons and over the years, but it was when I hit college, Sonoma State, that I met my uh, kindred spirits of my soul sisters in music and we started playing together, started a band and that's where all of that became more real. I see. It became a little more real when it was a band. I mean, it was a college band, but we still played together (laughs) years later. And we actually have a song on the vine right now. 
You do indeed. Well, <laughs> you know what? Talk is talk. Let's let's actually get into it. Let's should we give it a listen? Oh, that's the, okay. So what you have is actually my solo. Oh, that's record. not the song that's so, in rotation. Right? No, there's two. Okay. So I've got. Oh my God, you guys is my band, uh-huh. and I play mostly drums in in that band and sing like more backup. I didn't know you were a drummer. I've seen I've seen you know the guitar <laughs> slung around your. Uh, Yes. Yeah, but not. I haven't seen you behind the kit. I'm behind the kit. You know, so when I was in college, quickly, um, basically, we formed at a porn party. No joke. We were all together at a college porn party. Some of the best acts <laughs> come from came porn from parties. porn parties, and we're all jamming together. And we're like, let's form a band in college. Next day, one of the girls goes, "We have a gig." <laughs> That's when our band was formed. Wow. And so Just we got like together, that. and every night wrote songs. I mean, literally, we wrote songs and got it, and then we had our first gig, and from there. So that, so I still play with those girls. A couple of them are still here in the Bay Area. Yeah. A few have scattered. So we still play together. And as oh my God, you guys in college, we were Haymans, Amons, because of Purim, yeah, because of King Haman, etc. Well, not King Haman, the. The, evil, the evil, evil Haman. Prime yes, Prime Minister. Right. Well, we were his Haman. amens because we were his good side. You see, because even uh, evil Haman has a good side. I was going to ask you, <laughs> Haman's, but you mean like Haman? Haman. But A M E N. Right. Like, we're his amens. Amen. Yes. Amen. But right. There's a little Easter here, you know, in the Central Valley of California. That's how they pronounce the growers of these types of nuts. Pronounce them. We would call them almonds. Oh, okay. They say amens. Oh, amens. Okay, so yeah. we're not we're not so Haman's almonds. All these nutty Haman's. <laughs> well, it kind of fits. Okay. <laughs> there was some nuttiness <laughs> to it. There was definitely costumes and you know some some theatrics. I mean, we like read from Catcher in the Rye and did a lot of creative fun stuff. You know. Wow. Yeah. At porn parties or <laughs> elsewhere too. Elsewhere, I mean, we played in you know and the lawn, you know the you know like the lawn the lawn at the school and yeah. in the dorms and you know places around campus. We played the cafeteria. And by the way, County Crows also played that cafeteria. So well, they did. I'm just saying. We'll name As did Green Day. Sonoma State University's oh, cafeteria. That's the name of it. The cafeteria. It's the cafeteria. We right. would do shows in there. So. That's cool. And that's also. With them? With these people? Like, did well, you ever play with Counting Crows? Heyman's Amen? No. Plus Counting Crows But my, my entertainment marketing career started there because I was promoting those shows on oh, campus. Wow. So I was already working in the business, if you will, but at school. And I got recruited out of school to work for somebody and that's how it all began and that person yeah. moved to napa to launch the uptown oh. 25 to <clears throat> years later called me in la and said do you want to move to napa and launch the uptown with me so you answered one of my next questions how did you get to <laughs> napa all right. sorry i was rolling along that's a okay. thread so no, that's no, how keep, that happened so it well goes all the way back to my roots at, in college and that's what brought you to napa that's what brought the uptown yes. reopened as a premiere may 14 2010 venue. yes that's how long you've been mm-hmm. here. That's how long I've been here. I'm going to back up just for a moment. We don't <laughs> have to spend a lot of time, but I'm very intrigued because uh, the holiday of Purim yes. just passed. Passed, it did. Shake and your groggers. Uh, shake your groggers. And I happened to be in New York City and went to a rager <laughs> of a Purim party. Oh. It's one of the it's one of the holidays uh, where you're just supposed to go nuts. Exactly. It's, it's supposedly a mitzvah to even, you know, a good deed in the eyes of God to... Should I say it? Say it. Get drunk. Yes. Like it's it's a cuckoo holiday, and I've been to some pretty crazy Purim parties. Yeah, I mean the Manischewitz is flowing. So it's on just Purim. fresh in my mind, and I'm curious because they recount the story, and Haman mm-hmm. is a pretty awful. Right. That's that's like the bad, yes. the bad of the bad. He just wants to be murderous and take power mm-hmm. and all this. And so you took that name of a very awful person, but you were looking at a good side. That's right. And 
take a minute because you, <laughs> do you believe that even somebody that horrible has something redeemable? Yes, I do. I mean, granted, there's a, there's the Hitlers, there's the Mussolini. I mean, it's hard to think of it in those those kind yeah, of contexts. Yeah. However, in the in, in the theoretical sense, and again, if you take it to the 100% extreme, is there one or two guys maybe that don't? But for the most part, I believe that in, in humanity, that even the worst of people have a good side in there somewhere. Because honestly, I believe I was a teacher at one point. We'll get into that. I taught in the inner city. The worst kid, quote unquote, worst kids, the hardest kids, the meanest kids had the hardest, the most difficult, horrible backgrounds, yeah. which isn't rocket science but when you see it played out like that you go no they're not bad people they've had horrible situations so thus it's not right to just judge people based on what's a quote-unquote bad that there's probably some good in there somewhere well i like to believe that too i do think that there's an inherent goodness in people so thank you for a little inspiration yeah okay, can, I, that's fun to pick I, up I on that delve <laughs> on it and we could actually i love this types of conversation i could go here. there yeah, no, we're here to talk about okay. you. So that was just a little tidbit. A little uh, tidbit, yes. That's fun. So you come to Napa, mm -hmm. open up the Uptown. Yes. Big fanfare, gorgeous space. Absolute um, Art Deco masterpiece. Yeah. As a little kid, I used to go to the Uptown, but it was a kind movie of a, theater. Pardon, you know, I'm just saying. It say it. A, you can say kind it. Of a, at that point, I know what you're going to say. A dump. Well, I was going to say it's just a little dingy. It, okay. it turned into a multiplex. Well, I actually think it was two theaters mm -hmm. split into two. Neither one particularly that. Nice, but you know, it was nice to have a movie theater to go to. Uh, then it closed for years and years and years and years and years. And when it reopened mm -hmm. and I finally got to go see a show, I could not believe that it was the same. That it transformed. Place. Yes. I mean, and you got it. You got it. You know, George Altamira, you know, uh, he's a controversial figure in town, but you cannot argue that he transformed that theater back into its original glory from 1937. If not nicer, who knows? Because we haven't seen it. I wasn't there but in 37. Let's say but as good, we could assume, yeah. right? And the acoustics, the setting, I mean, I love the Blue Note. I work for the Blue Note, but I will always have a place in my heart for the Uptown is what brought me here. And it's a different, you know, it's apples and oranges. That's a jazz club. This is a concert venue. And it's, to me, one of the best in Northern Cal, period. I mean, it's up there with, to me, all of the great theaters out there. You know, the Fillmore's, the Foxes, the, you know. I wouldn't argue. I, I've, in my day, I've been to quite a few theaters. I'm sure. Shows. And yeah, the Uptown, I mean, their tagline when they opened, and I think still is, you know, every seat's a great seat. Oh, I wonder who came up with that. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to ask if you knew somebody because it's, it's very catchy and it's very true. That's why it was so easy. It literally was like what everybody was saying over and over. Mm -hmm. And so I finally just said, this is obviously our tagline. We don't have to make this up. <laughs> every person would send it, you know, Facebook or a note or a come by or it was just, oh, every seat is great. Yeah. You know, and I worked there for years, obviously. And my favorite seat was the top back corner. It doesn't help the upsell, though. The, like I've been at the oh, ticket to, office. To, right. like, oh, we have these seats for an extra right. know, $25 each. You can sit. Except some people <laughs> really want to be up close. So yeah. in that sense, it is. Okay. You know, like for me, I think you'll find, as you know, people that work in the industry tend to hover in the back. We yeah. don't sit in seats like you were, you know, we were discussing this offline earlier. If you work somewhere, even in the biz, you rarely just sit. Yeah. So, but if you're paying money and you're coming out to the theater and you want to, you may want to sit in those first, you know, five rows or what have you and see and be, you know, you're looking up at Brian Wilson in his eyes, you know? Yeah. No, that, there's something. <laughs> well, let me ask you then at the Blue Note. I was yes. there last night. Yes. This is your current employer. It is. And you do the marketing for this great jazz club that opened in downtown Napa at the I Opera do. House. And I had a wonderful evening last night. Yes. Great music, um, food, friendly folks, really cool vibe. And I noticed there's a differentiation in price as well, but mm -hmm. I didn't ask what 
that gets you. I know there, there was two prizes. So you've got and bar seating. Smaller. I mean, right. So there's three. You can sit in the bar. Mm-hmm. You could pay a little bit more to sit at the tables, okay. which is on the other side of the wall up front. Mm-hmm. Um, or and those are what we call. I call it general admission, first come, first serve. So you're guaranteed a seat, but not a specific one. Uh-huh. So you're just in the bar or you're at the tables. Okay. So that's why you come earlier to get, you know, if you have a preferred, right. <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. the booths for some shows are reserved. You know, you can reserve the booths. Ah. Um, usually you reserve a booth and for certain shows you can reserve specific ones. Let's say Kenny G and you want the middle booth right in front of his hair. You can get that seat. <laughs> The hair seat. The hair seat. So that's you, that's your different differentiation. Okay. I was just kind of curious because yeah. talk about every seat being a great seat. Well, I mean, that, that is, I mean, is, no matter where you sit, so you're intimate. You're kind of part of it. You know, exactly. the musicians are on top of you. It's a small space. It is really small. And when you do get, you know, when we get the bigger, the Kenny G's and, you know, the Chris Bodies, I mean, you're in his living room. Yeah. You know, you so feel close. like you're in the guy's living room. You can see not only the whites of their eyes, you can smell their breath. You know, <laughs> you know, they brush before they came on stage. Hey now. Hey now. You'd be like, tuna for lunch, Kenny G, huh? Oh, no. That's like coming out your sacks. <laughs> all right, Mindy. Yes. Um, all right, let's, let's go back. So you come to Napa. It's 2010. Yes. You're working in marketing. Correct. For the theater. Yes. And somehow you get yourself into the radio. How yes. does this happen? Had what? you done radio in the mm-hmm. past? I had. You done, had. I had. I had done radio, not professionally mm-hmm. i had done college radio actually when i lived in prague i did radio there uh, i wasn't paid it was a voluntary just to be on the air type of thing and i had done a lot of radio in terms of marketing interviews you know like you'll have somebody on from the from the um what were we talking about earlier farmers the market. farmer's market yeah. thank you so in that context right mm-hmm. representing companies i've worked for uh but never had my own actual show like this I so see. anyway so back it up to 2010 and the, you know, so the original owners, George, Tim, and Bob are all sitting around. We decide we need to talk to the radio station. And I come in and I'm like, we should have a regular spot on the vine somewhere, like coming on your show, you know, like to be interviewed. Yeah, uh, what's because happening what's happening? The uptown, We're the yeah. thing that's happening in town. So Sheila was going to be Sheila, the person I mentioned earlier, who yeah, you yeah. Know, know, who Sheila. she ran the theater at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was my friend, contact mentor. And she was supposed to do it. Well, she never pursued it. Oh. She just never pursued it. She wasn't interested in radio. She was busy. She lived in Petaluma. <laughs> Finally, one day I like shook her and I was like, are you ever going to call that guy Bob? <laughs> Bob St. Laurent. Bob St. Laurent, who had the, however, oh, at the time. Oh, not morning at that time. Right. It was the Bob the show. show. Which was somewhat infamous. Wild. Yeah, wild. Let's just go. Let's with go wild. with that. So and and so. Let's just say if those walls could talk, <laughs> the stories would not be allowed on the radio. <laughs> exactly, and and very few of them were. Except <laughs> you could talk about them on the Bob Show at the time, which was the fun. So anyway, that was part of the challenge for her. It was it? It was Friday night at nine o'clock. She's yeah. already been working all week. She got to get home to Petaluma. She's not staying to go to the Vine at nine o'clock on a Friday night. There's probably still a show <clears> going on. And there's still a show going on. So time, she yeah. she kind of looked at me and could see in my eyes and said. Go do B. <laughs> Excuse me. And that's what happened. So I emailed Bob and said, I don't know Chila, but can I come on? He said, come on. And he just kept inviting me back. Mm. And so I sort of became his co-host. I became the unofficial Bob show co-host uh-huh, uh-huh. amongst all of the things that were going on and became friends with Kelly, who was the morning person at the time. And right. Bob was, was the surf 
reporter on his show. It wasn't his show yet. So they started inviting me yeah, in. That's right. That's right. He did a surf report. Right. That was what he was before he took over after she left. So they would have me on. Very important to Napa Valley. Very important. Have that surf report. That, you got to have that surf report. But Bob's personality you just want on no matter what he's talking right, about. Right. Of yeah. course. It's all about his personality. Yeah. And he has the rock star side and the uh, band. So it's not yeah. just the surfer stuff. You know, it's all of it. Anyway, so I just, we all got along really well and there was chemistry and then the gal who was doing the afternoon at the time got pregnant. Yes. Aww. <laughs> well, that's what happened. Yeah. And, and I, I, in the meantime. I see that baby from time to yes, time. Yes, you do. Because that baby's grandma lives too. Oh, seriously? Very close to oh. where, I can't disclose this location. No, don't disclose. Uh, well, I can just say Tracy because everybody nearby. knew Tracy was the afternoon. Yeah. And in the meantime, by the way, I, I got offered a position at KRSH in Sonoma County. The Crush Radio. Oh, yeah. So I was running back and forth on the weekends doing that. Then when Tracy got pregnant, they said, well, we need someone to fill in in the afternoons. And I never left. That was that? That was it. It's like, Mindy? <laughs> I just never left. Name, Your drive time, w, Mindy. Uh, drive time, Mindy. Drive time, Mindy. Yes. And that was it. And that was five, six years ago. Seems like, see, it seems like you've always been a part of this community you've really not only ingratiated yourself but you know worked your way into the fabric of the napa community through you know the marketing and through drive time and it's it's very cool we got to take a quick break okay and we've got plenty more to talk to uh we'll talk about with yes drive time mindy, mindy Levine. Wait, are more people coming are we just more people to talk to <laughs> who would you like want me to find the baby's grandma <laughs> yeah i want to find grandma let's ask her what's going on if they're mad at me still <laughs> all right while we look for that uh, lauren has something to say We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show from the Weeky Weeky Grog Shop right after these messages. La, 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 la. Okay. Not pausing oh. or anything. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> but it is still recording. Okay. Uh, Bob in Los Angeles will be editing all this. Hi, Hi Bob. Hi, Bob in Los Angeles. <clears throat> Lauren is that okay? Is... So I feel like I rambled. I... No, no, no. This is great. Okay. L Lauren is taking his mid-show break right now. Okay. Which... uh. I think Bob has started working into the podcast. So. <laughs> Bob, what do you think? Should we should we mic should we mic Lauren when he goes in there, or no? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <clears throat> but, uh, Lauren's back. Sorry, I just drank too much coffee today. Hey, there's no such thing. Do you have a certain brand? You know, I'm new to coffee. We've talked about what? this a little bit. Oh, you should talk. I'm well, less. I'm, le I'm a no. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm so, less than a year okay. into being a coffee drinker, so I still don't have the palate. We were just talking to our previous guest about this, who's a Let me brewer. What advice do you have? Here for is me? my advice as okay. someone who has lived abroad, traveled many places, tasted many coffees, mm -hmm. and I still come back to Pete's Coffee. Pete's. And even when I lived in Prague, I had one thing sent to me from the States yeah. the entire time I lived there, and it was Pete's Coffee. Wow. Yes. Can we get a sponsorship? I would so like to. I'm, I I have wanted to for many years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I know Bob Bob Saint Laurent now Morning Voice. Yes, Napa Valley, good morning, Bob. He's a Pete's Coffee guy. He I is there with him once. We were shooting a video, and they knew him. They just made the Bob special. Right. And, yeah. And it was it was delicious. I tried it. It was. <laughs> it was Sorry, Bob. Uh, it's a capoeira something, was whatever little, that is. It was, to me, it was a little foofy, but uh, you know, <laughs> lots of sugar. Well, and he's some whipped he's cream a little foofy. I mean, he is, and I admire that about him because it doesn't let that get in the way of just his sense of adventure and his no, rugged he's a, manliness. He's adventure, Bob. He, exactly. We've talked about that with him on the air, but he can he can be very comfortable also being a little. 
foofy, and that's yes. That's He's in touch with his feminine side, which is great. <laughs> you know, I I never really knew what that meant until I had kids who uh-huh. are girls and right now you now see it in I full. I love it. I mean, I've, glory. I've, I've 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 I was a little scared when I found out I'm gonna have a girl. You know, like what um, do I do? Well, that's it. <laughs> you know, I I'm the youngest in my whole family until I had kids, so there were no little kids. So first of all. What do I do with little kids? I've never right. been around them, really, you know, in my family. And girls, I mean, I wasn't one. I, I was around boys when I was right. growing up. Right, and you're hanging like, around with, with, that's that? funny, yeah. And now I couldn't even imagine it another way. Like, Aww. I love all that stuff. The I'm guessing, parties, the ballet, I'm not sure, but I'm musicals. guessing there might be a little bit of a wrapped around their finger a little bit, daddy. <laughs> Daddy's little girl. Little <laughs> okay, that's what I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> no, there's a lot of that, but yeah. I try to be aware as well. Right, not let oh. them um, get the best of me always. But uh, so I admire a man who can yes be a little feminine, <laughs> and and Bob can yes he can <laughs> while still being Mr. Adventure Bob <laughs> and Mr. Manly at the same time. Anyhow, it was a little sweet drink for me. I'm right. So I'm a uh, so so like I said. So Pete's coffee, and for me. I brew it at home because mm-hmm. it can be a little overwhelming if you get it at Pete's. They brew it so strong. Ah. So I've kind of perfected my measurements. Mm-hmm. If Yes, I'm a coffee nerd. I am. So I have my perfect measurements, <laughs> and then it's exactly how I like it. And I always try other things, and at the end of the day, I just go, mm, just not my so, favorite. So what's Mindy's morning mix? It's, it's usually it's Pete's house blend, mm-hmm. or it might be Major Dickinson's. Might be an Italian blend, but it's probably one of those three. So you're not loyal to one bean? Those three those are three. usually my go-to because, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same manufacturer. So it's made the same, so they taste similar. With a fine grind? A fine grind and, of course, a French press okay, because it has good. to be have one of those. French press. It does? Yes. It makes a difference? It makes it. It absolutely See, makes I a difference. I, I have not been able to discern. I think it, you can taste the difference. And if you notice, chefs will always use a French press, okay. so I follow that. In New York, um, you know, we were just there. We popped into um, Sir Latab. Mm-hmm. So I needed some little measuring. I was bartending at this porn party. Right. So I a couple <laughs> little measuring cups. And uh, they had these coffee makers, $1,500, $5,000 that did everything. It was like a coffee. Like Nespresso robot. or something? or what, what, Yeah. One, Jura, yeah. whatever. Uh, you put the beans in and then you program what you want. It grinds to the thing. And this has a certain pressure. They can even draw milk out of a special cooler and foam. Take it my advice. Get a grinder, a pound of Pete's <laughs> coffee, and a French press. And that's all you're ever going to need. And, and does that cost $5,000? It does not. Oh. I think I picked up a really cute one at Home Goods for like 25 or $30. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So, so I can save a few bucks. As well. I, would, I would start there. Right. Then you can graduate. <laughs> all, right. all right. Right now, my biggest... Um, Education, I guess. The, my chance to try different coffees is Everyday Trader Joe's. Has oh, like yes. Samples. Yes. And I, you know, Trader I don't go Joe's in there is to a be good like, backup. I try not to be like a schnorr, you know that term, right? Like <laughs> yeah. somebody who's just in it for the free stuff. Like I actually look at the label, like, what is this? Oh, it's a dark roast. Okay, oh, what does that taste like mm. compared to the one I had yesterday that was a medium roast? <laughs> and this is a Jamaican and this is an Ethiopian. I try to pay attention to that, but I still, I need to line them up. Right. Well, out. I could recommend the Bay Blend. That is one of my favorites at Trader Joe's. If I have to have emergency backup, like if Pete's closed, I could handle a a Bay Blend. (laughs) Lauren, yes, John. You said you drank too much coffee today. How much? Oh, how much coffee? And what was it? What kind of coffee? (laughs) I only just had one cup of Peerless coffee. Peerless, nice. That's um, I've heard of that. That is a um, 
That is a brand that is, is. without peer. <laughs> I guess you could say that. So one cup for you is too much? I know. He said too much and he had one cup. Yep. Well, that must have, It could have been a really big cup. That's right. Like one of those <laughs> posters. My doctor says only one glass a day. That's, that's like the giant one. So yes. my, my dearest apologies for having to keep running to the bathroom back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Luckily, the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop has restrooms conveniently located. So. I'm a little obsessed Thank with the Wiki God. Wiki Grog Shop here. <laughs> Good. Can I just come like chill here if I need to get yeah, away yeah we you know it's not <laughs> always open so we can right. make we can arrange to have okay uh, it's like a it's like judd's private club you have to have the right it's very exclusive <laughs> well, you have you to go. have a special invitation uh-huh. uh, photography is never allowed right no matter what you know it's really only for people um for people to have the experience if they've been personally invited in it's not for the pictures to show up I on love facebook it. Or right we're not going wherever. hashtag no no i guess yeah, you can wiki wiki grog anyway. shop <laughs> You could say I'm in the hashtag Wiki Wiki Grog Shop, but you can't no photo. Put, you can't put a picture, right? Of course not. Exactly. You can let people know where you are. All right, that may happen. I may check in. You check in. <laughs> check in. Not on checking because doesn't that show where it is? Not if it doesn't technically exist on a map. I don't know. Jaws <laughs> Geo, whatever. Oh, geo targeting. I don't trust anything anymore. That's true. Okay. Well, <laughs> makes perfect sense. To yeah. Me. <laughs> Shall we continue with the show? Let's continue. All right, Lauren, anytime. It's always Finkalicious on Judd's Napa Valley Show. 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 At 1440 on your AM dial in the San Francisco Bay Area and streaming live in New Jersey at KVON.com, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show from the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop. Thank you, Lauren Blue Hawaii Mole. You're welcome. It's great being here at the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop with a New Jersey girl. Although yes. you said born in New York. Jersey. The parents, Jersey. Were Jer- parents, parents were parents were New York. They Bronx moved to Jersey. Moved to Jersey. Right. got there. Yes. Uh, Mindy Levine. <laughs> yes. Levine. Are you sick of the whole Levine Levine thing? Does that come up like constantly or not so much? It Do comes up. Know any yeah, they here? don't know any better. Yeah. I'm personally more irritated by the Mindy with a Y because I spelt with an I. Ah, yes. It's just yeah, but yeah. I'm used to it. I basically know. Oh, you've never probably never been around Jews if you say Levine. <laughs> That's just what I guess. <laughs> I mean, I hear it from time to time. I hear the Levine. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a nice rhyme. But it remains to be seen about Mindy Levine. <laughs> Is divine. In, yeah, in the hours <laughs> in between on the drive time scene. I already Ooh. said scene anyhow. Um, like all right, Mindy Levine. Yes. Dark Corners. Many hours <laughs> ago. Yes. We were we were <laughs> ramping up to play it's your been song. Hours. Yes. And the story kept going and going and going. Sorry, so, yes. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, we just, it followed a nice path. I was, I was intrigued anyway. But let's now build up to Regroup. the song we're yes. about to hear. Okay. So this was around 2008 2009 um i decided to take a little creative jaunt and i rented a a place in laurel canyon oh, nice. in los angeles i'm i'm enchanted and obsessed with the whole history of laurel canyon Joni mitchell the 60s zappa all of that etc that all scene. la rockstar stuff and yeah. just specifically laurel canyon i just have a right. have a affinity so i decided why not hang out there and play my guitar and i rented a studio i mean the vibes there right the, the vibes the there ghosts so not even so so i walk into so the guy who rents me the room says uh hey you want to see my studio 
Uh, yeah, yes, I do. Didn't mm-hmm. even know we had one in the house. Okay. So we walk in and there's gold records. There's oh. a sign from Stuart Copeland, my all-time favorite drummer of the police, oh, like one of my, and I just look at him and, and, I, and he goes, I saw your guitar. You want to record, you want to play me some stuff and you we'll see. Say, who are you? No. Okay. No, it was a guy on Craigslist that I rented a room from. <laughs> and that, you might, I mean, that would inspire me to say, oh, well, who well, are you? Well, that's, yes. And then it was, get your guitar, let's okay, talk. And okay. then he started to explain. Turns out, his name's Nataraj Trubino. He uh, it was the producer of, do you remember PM Dawn set Adrift on Memory Bliss? It was yeah, a hit. Sure, sure, yeah. He produced that, among wow. other things. But okay, that was okay. what he was, I believe he won a Grammy for it or was nominated. Well-known music So producer. he's a well-known music producer. And I happened to stumble into his studio. And he says, grab your guitar. And I play about 10 songs for him. And he goes, this is the one we're going to do. And it was Dark Corners. And he oh, I mean, produced you just it. Just move in. And he's like, oh, let me produce a song for you. Yeah, well, he sees my guitar, and we started talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that wow. happened. <laughs> and know, that's people what this, spend. What, I know. A lifetime looking for a good producer. Or and a then here, recording session. I know. And he actually, you know, it's it's very electro. There's, it's got some uh, auto tune, and but he put a lot of time into it. If I ever played you the original acoustic version, the singer songwriter. Yeah. If you hear how it, where it evolved to. That's what a producer does. Okay. I mean, his sound and vision is so much bigger than I could have ever imagined. Right, right. Wow. And co-written with the gals I was telling you about from college. So, Okay. Wow. Well, give it a little setup before we play, will you? So uh, the song's called uh, Dark Corners. So the concept is, you know, what's hiding in your dark corners? You know, things that in your life that are there dark things, difficult things, problems that you hide away and they grow bigger instead of go away. Mm. So it's kind of about that. Do we want to get into any specifics or leave it up to the listeners interpretation? Leave it up to the listeners because honestly, like I said, it was co- it was a, it was a combination of mm. a lot of experience. It wasn't one person or one experience. It was more not just it's, it's what's hiding in your dark corners, but it's let the light shine there. In other words, get it out, get your stuff, talk about it, you know, deal with it. Otherwise it becomes worse. It becomes bigger. I think it was, probably inspired by one specific relationship of somebody that just never dealt with his problems and it was recurs over and over and then it becomes problem in your relationship okay
That was Dark Corners by Mindy Levine, right here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Mindy, what a track. Thank you. Yeah, got a little <laughs> edge to it, too. I don't think I was expecting that. Thank you. A little, yeah. It's kind of hard driving. A little bit. I had to. I have to say, you know, uh, Larry Sharp, who's our you know program director at the station, he listens to all the music like anybody else, just because yeah. I work there. You know, I send it to him. and he, preferential I do treatment. not get preferential treatment. If it sucks, it's not going on the air, period. <laughs> and that's fine. That's good. And he listened to it. He said, you know, it was almost a little too hard for us. It didn't fit into the Sauvignon Rock. Sauvignon Rock. But he said it was it was so catchy and he just thought it was a great song. So he was going to give it a chance. So Okay. Well, that was fun to listen to. Thank you. Thanks for bringing it along. Are you working on more music as we speak? Um, yeah, always kind of working. I'm just building a new studio right now in my new house. And actually my goal this oh. year, bucket list, is I want to record a full album by myself. As in my own music, right, you know, I mean, right. have other people collaborate. Maybe Judd might stop by hey, and sit in. That's what, what I was I thinking. Can strum a ukulele. Right. I play a mean lead electric nose flute. If Ooh. You need that. So I mean, me who know. doesn't need a lead electric nose flute on well, a regular basis? You do. That's the answer. <laughs> That's the only answer I know is that you do. So, oh, you know something? Maybe yeah. I could stop in as well. I would love that. That's right. You could have one of those spoken word moments. I would, you know, it harkens back to my English teacher past. I could, we could do spoken word poetry. Yeah. That, or, um, or maybe nice and white satin has that long, <laughs> right? Poetry, or poetic. Uh, never passage. reaching the end. <laughs> or maybe some backup vocals. Sure. There you go. I love it. The talent here in Napa Valley. I'm telling you, unsurpassed. <laughs> what keeps you here? I'm curious. You know, you've been all over. And I am going to backtrack again in a moment because okay. I want to hear about some other experiences. Okay. But, you, mm -hmm. you know, you've been all over the world. Mm -hmm. You're now here in Napa. You've been here for many years. Sounds like about seven years about or seven so. seven years, yeah. And uh, the plan is to stick around. And I'm going to stick around for a while. You know what? I never, uh, as I said, I came here specifically to open the Uptown. Mm -hmm. I didn't come to specifically come to Napa. I came for the job. Right. And I don't know else to explain it other than just say that Napa has like projected my like career mm. life exponentially since I've been, it just has opened up and is this beautiful way oh, that hasn't in other places. And so I've been able to follow my dreams here, you know, being on radio and having a show, this is a dream of my life. Mm. And I was able, I'm able to do it here um, and work for, you know, the blue note and the uptown. I mean, these are things that, so I'm, I'm going to stay where the goodness is <laughs> and the goodness is in Napa, you I know, love it. that's great. <laughs> You're a good you're a, you're a good ambassador. Well, Thanks. thank you. And you know, I'm lucky in both of my jobs. I get to be out and about meeting great people and that's my favorite part of the job. You know, and it's been easy to become part of the community cuz it's been very welcoming. Yeah, there's good folks here and a lot of good folks come through as right. well. Right. And in your job as a marketer for these music venues, boy, you must I get to meet the people. Interesting folks. Totally. So, it's a, you know, and it's I love the juxtaposition of the small town life of Napa and yet being an international destination. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes tension and there's sometimes, but yeah, it, it's it, exciting. It, it makes it an easy place. It doesn't be. make it easy, but it's exciting, you know, and there's growth. And I mean, I'm able to be somewhere and watch that growth as opposed to, you know, the thing like, oh, this was the cool place five years ago. I mm -hmm, mm -hmm. feel like I'm part of this renaissance. And that's another reason why I want to be here. Yeah, it, it's it's been a cool place to be for certain reasons for decades. You know, right. if you're like a... You know, a wine enthusiast, you know, then a little little bit later, the food. The food, came yes. Along, and now it's, 
kind of everything. It is. You know, We've a, got... There's a cultural life to be had with yes. music, performances, right. an artistic scene. And I love, you know, a, a place like Napa that if you've got the motivation, the energy and excitement, you can make a lot of things happen. You could be part of a lot of things. Yeah. You know, sure, in a New York City, which I love, and there's a million things going on, but you're lost in a sea of a million people doing the same thing, right? right. right? Here, you can stand out. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know? And you're, you're doing a good job of that. Oh, thanks. You know, with your world travels, when you hit the road and... Trouble. Did you? Did, were there any specific experiences <laughs> that you had that kind of shaped your philosophy of life or gave you some perspective that serves you well now? Um, I was curious when people travel the world because I think it really opens you up to so much. So it I does. Like to hear about experiences. I think not enough people leave our get borders, out. I agree. You know, totally you agree. See how the rest of the world lives. If, if it were up to me, it would be like mandatory, right, for everybody to spend a year abroad at some age. You know what I mean? Or you two. Have some kind of experience. Something. Outside. That's what I mean. A Broaden some... your horizon. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's wonderful. Yeah. Even if it's in another state or, ta- you know, like just you're right. Get out. It doesn't have to be in another country. Although I do think that's important oh, as do. a world citizen to meet other people and see how other things are done and sure. be humbled. I yeah. mean, so one of the things, so to answer, one of the yeah. things is to be humbled in the world and to go, America isn't the center of the universe and there's a lot of other people and things and cultures out there to be explored when we live here we don't see that you know we see it on tv or other things we don't experience it we don't know what it's like to go in a bathroom and have to pay 25 cents for a square of toilet paper which i did for many years mm. for example that's and not the world that? we in prague in, in prague. the in the train station if you went to the restroom you would have to buy a square at a time you know this would not happen in america this would never happen in america but it does happen there and you should know why it happens you know what i'm saying so I think, so that's one, uh, that's a big, a big part. And it's funny, actually being over there and traveling everywhere that I did helped me refocus on my love of music, mm. um, the music, and just being involved with it. I realized it was really something I wanted to do, whether it was playing and or being, you know, in the business. I imagine music must have served you well in your world travels only because, uh, you know, it sounds corny, but it's the international language. It's true. You know, if you can't communicate with somebody with spoken word, you know, uh, at least you can connect if you're through music or playing a guitar or something like that. Did did you find this to be true? Am I just having fantasies? What, <laughs> you know, I didn't. Did I wasn't not. You know what I was as when I was traveling at this time. Not only did I not have a guitar, oh. there was no cell phone. There was no internet. This was yes. I'm old, <laughs> older, old. but you know what I'm saying. As in, I do. So none of that. I mean, I I had a I had like basically a small suitcase and that's it. Mm. You know, so it was. I didn't. However. I did meet a band when I was in Prague and that was a playing band and they invited me to come over and I, they would let me play on their drums and they always used to say, you need, you need to do this. This is what, look at your face. I've never seen you so happy, you know? So it kind of find people that way, resources like that. So in a sense, yes, it was a universal language because we spent a lot of time together. They just let me jam with them, you know? Great way to connect. Yeah. And that was in Prague. That was in Prague. Where else did you hit when you were globetrotting? Yes. Well, so so I lived in Prague, uh, been to Greece, Israel, traveled to Israel by myself, and had man- many interesting experiences there, one of which was being chased and screamed at by an Arab woman because I didn't realize I was in the old city and I didn't know you weren't supposed to take a photos oh dear. and I had a real camera. This was not a cell phone. Th- I right. just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And um, she came out. And was not she chased me for a while Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and I finally I outran her luckily so um, that was again one of those lessons in life of yeah maybe do a little homework you know figure out the customs you know like I yeah, should have yeah. known I should have known that 
you know, I was looking at, you know, because you've got Israelis and Arabs living together. So I was, you know, they said, you know, be covered up. And so I was paying attention to that, but I wasn't thinking about their their customs, you know. Interesting. Uh, I traveled through there. Uh, it's been almost 20 years ago uh, by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine lived over there and she was a tour guide. I was going to be exploring the old city, Jerusalem, on my own for a day. And I kind of had this thought that goes along with what you're, you're talking about. You know, where do I go? How do I act? Mm -hmm. I don't want to get myself in trouble. Right. I mean, I know a lot of visitors come, but they're usually with tour guides and I wasn't going to be. And my friend said, look as American as possible. You know, put your backpack on, put a baseball hat on, hmm. you know, wear your blue jeans and your sneakers, walk around and then no one will <laughs> expect, it sounds terrible, no one will expect that you know what oh, you're I doing. Oh, I uh, get it. You know? Right. Won't hassle Looked you like the American stereotype because they'll go, oh, that's just a, like, it's the just tourist. American. He didn't know any better. Right. If he I did something wrong. Camera Bermuda shorts, yeah, just let him go. bag <laughs> out. It was like that right. whole thing. Interesting. And I did, and everything was fine. I mean, right. I walked through the, you know, the Jewish quarter. I walked through the Arab quarter. Mm -hmm. A little bit of the Armenian. I mean, and yeah, no problems. Right, exactly. And I would have been fine if it weren't for that one yeah. thing. And to note, nobody was in this nobody was there when I took she saw me through a window like it was oh, an really? empty it was a beautiful mosque mm -hmm. and it was empty I thought you know beautiful. anyway you wanted a picture. I want a photo yeah. but no not supposed to just mm. like the wiki wiki grog shop <laughs> no I picture. cannot no exactly. picture she, he's gonna come screaming <laughs> and chasing me down because <laughs> yeah. this is your life Mindy <laughs> I know. coming through that door right now we found <laughs> we that found lady, that lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I have one other story. Yes, please. Since you, okay. So yeah, this, this is the time I think, and place to uh, tell stories. So this is a fun story. I, I don't know about fun, but so I was living in Prague, was not even living in a, like, was living just in like a pension, you know, type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it was, I, it was like $8 a night. Not kidding. It was so cheap. Wow. But I had, so I had to like walk through like the train station and go through this like tunnel and I was going to a club and all of a sudden I'm walking in this tunnel by myself at night and I'm now surrounded by guys. And they're going, and all I could think of was, do you know, um, Clockwork Orange? Ultraviolence. <laughs> right. Yeah, but then the not, very beginning. I'm not liking the way uh, this is sounding. So in the very beginning, though, then the movie, it, it starts with this tunnel. They're in a tunnel, right? Oh, the the hoods are beat up the guy in the tunnel, basically. And I'm walking in going, God, and before I even see them, I'm going, God, this reminds me of Clockwork Orange. Not a good thought to have. No. Next thing I know, I'm surrounded. Next thing they're saying, this isn't the movies, girly. And I'm going, Okay. <laughs> This is what this is why you don't travel alone as a woman. And I just I just like I was like a battering ram bull and I like literally pushed them out of the way and just ran. Oh my gosh. And I was fine. Yeah. Another time it was skinheads. So that was another here's a fun tip. Somebody told me the night before. They said, Hey, if you ever run into a skinhead, because I looked um like gypsies, they called them over there. Mm -hmm. They were kind of the I don't know, un lower class or whatever. Anyway, and they said if you ever get bothered by a kkk you know skinhead just stare him down I'm like okay so literally next night i'm on the i'm on the metro going up going up the escalator it's just me and a bunch of skinheads no one else is there and all of a sudden i feel hands going up my skirt oh just my gosh. skinhead hands going up my skirt so the night before somebody said so i turn around and i like give the guy the like mom look the like teacher look yeah and he recoils in in like shy horror, and the rest of the guys kind of start laughing at him and making fun of him, and they kind of peel off, and then I just slipped away. Mindy, <laughs> these were not the stories you, you thought. Yeah, he was no, <laughs> a minute ago we were trying to sell world travel, and now I feel like we've taken a couple steps. <laughs> back, no, I didn't mean to go that direction. Point is, but the point is, 
you know, I was fine. I was confident. I listened to got counsel and advice and everything was fine. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's talk about what's happening right now. Right You've now. Got the radio oh, show. Actually, I got a question for oh, you. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. What's happening? Napa Valley. <laughs> what's happening? Napa Valley. Lots of. Well, the blue hey, notes happening. Yes. 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 We love the blue note. Yes. I've, I had that experience. My first yes. time really experiencing it last night. I had a great time. I know. Love it. And you've got your show, which is on KVYN. 99.3, 3 to 7. 3 to 7. 3 to 7. Drive Time Mindy. Drive Time Mindy, right here. I will. And you play Bob, music. Bob and wakes you up and I take you home. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you guys are a good pair. Yeah. And on we have your a good show, team. you play music. You do right. It's, a, it's an all music format. However, I do give, you know, traffic. Of course, yeah. I'm Drive Time Mindy. Traffic and weather and the what's happening calendar. So every hour we talk about what's happening in the Napa Valley, That's which it. is great. Right on point there. Right Lauren. on point. <laughs> A new album coming soon. New album's coming soon. This is the first, this is the announcement. Great. You have the oh. scoop. It's a Judd's Napa Valley show exclusive. You heard it here, folks. Mindy Levine, new album. Yes. Coming soon. Yes. Look Maybe I it. can debut it here. Oh, I'd be When it comes is out. It, and it's going to be just under your name, or are you going to create a... It's me. It's going to be all just okay. Mindy Levine. It's not a band name. You're not going to take no a band. fictional name. It's not like um, Garth Brooks is... Now all of a sudden, Chris Gaines doing. Well, it. I was for a while going to go as Jew Carter Cash, but given the current situation and the you know the current climate, I'm going to stay away from that. June Carter Cash. Jew Carter oh, Cash. Jew? <laughs> <laughs> Mindy. <laughs> well, you know. So I'm like the Jewish girl that's in singing country, country tunes. I'm actually, Jew Jew Carter Cash. Yeah, actually, <laughs> by the way. Well, actually, you know something? I think somewhere I might have seen that picture on Facebook. Which picture is that? Oh, I've probably posted that at some point, mentioned that name, I'm oh, sure, somewhere. Oh, okay. with a, I think I had a, it was a photo with a cowboy hat. Well, that's, yeah. that's brilliant. <laughs> well, now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here Woo. on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This Spin the bottle? is oh. Madeline. Wait a minute, Lauren. Hold on. I think we... I think we <laughs> Sorry, we Mindy. Just everybody's fa- I just There's guessing. a lot of bottles here. <laughs> all right. All that's right. true. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> this is a family show, sort right. of. Um, Real it is. As much fun as that sounds, Mindy Levine. And thank you for saying Levine. We will play Spin the Bottle on um, your drive time show. How Perfect. Yeah, okay. come on over. I'll come and we'll do that <laughs> thing. Uh, Levine, Levine. You know that. You say Levine. I say Levine. <laughs> yeah, terrible joke. The lady's on stage auditioning for a show, and she's up there. She's singing, uh, you say potato, and I say potato. <laughs> you say tomato, and I say tomato, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. And the, from the voice in the back of the theater, said, that's enough, Miss Levine. She says, that's Levine. <laughs> that's a good one. You don't have to laugh at that. I like it. Well, actually, that hit didn't make the American Top 40. <laughs> no, thank you, Lauren. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan Seacrest. I thought you were supposed to be my friend. Anyhow, yeah, an old corny joke that... That's a funny one, though. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to patronize me. Okay, here we go. It's time for Mad Libs. It has my name in it. There you go. I'm partial. You know how to play this game. Yes, I, I do. I have a feeling you're very good at this game. <laughs> uh, you are a great writer. You know, you mentioned how you start off writing, editing yes. the paper, yes. whatnot. You have written for various publications. True. Bay Guardian. And so you should one. be very good at this game. No pressure. You, ha- you're, you do well with words. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. The first thing I'm going to need is an adjective. Superfluous. Not that this has been. No, this is. <laughs> the opposite of. Superfluous. That is a fun one to say. Isn't that a fun one? Yes. A plural noun. Boobs. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Match game. That's Anybody? A, that's boobs. A fun one. Boobs, Gene. Oh. Match game. It's uh, classic. You know what? We're going to play a little uh, match game music underneath <laughs> this. Here, let's cue that up. Ready? 
Okay, a number. One of my favorites, 68. 68. Another adjective. Mm, wacky? <laughs> this is, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> a verb. Verb, action. Well, one of my favorite things to do is roller skate, so. Roller yeah. ah. o- old school skates only. I never wheelers. knew that. Yes. What? We should go to CalSkate. Oh, maybe. Oh, I love okay. CalSkate. Yeah. Let's find out your shoe size. We, we might even still have Betty Teller was a guest here. Yes. Food writer. Yeah. And she brought a pair of her old roller skates. To really? And, uh, no, did they involve a, a key? We might actually. Have How old are we well, talking? Actually, <laughs> 1983. Okay. Oh, that sounds perfect. They had the shoes. There was, you know, all oh, the with the white, probably with the shoes. Well, nice. actually, Judd, I think that happened back at Broadcast Park. It did, but I might have them here. An <laughs> adjective. Another one. Luscious. Ooh. I mean, we're in a bar. Exactly. <laughs> well, at least that explains yeah, it. Which makes you one of the biggest lushes I ever met. <laughs> all right, that's an old one, too. Another adjective. Oh, well, there's only one word to describe all of this. It's Judd-tastic. Hey! <laughs> hey, now! Judd-tastic. I love Put it. Put a TM at the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> trademark Mindy Levine. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Okay, ready. Earlier today, while Googling Mindy Levine... <laughs> Don't do that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> and I came across, uh, we were just talking about what a writer you are. I came across an article that you had written for Napa Valley Marketplace some time ago. Oh, no. About a local band of artists called Friday Night Live. <laughs> this so, is this is your life. This is your life. <laughs> yeah. And the lady's going to come running in, this screaming in a moment, and we're going to do This Is Your Life. My so, sister. So we no. took a... a <laughs> We took a little uh, excerpt of that article oh, and no. just rewritten it. Oh, no. <clears throat> you took what you had written and rewrote it via this Mad Libs game. Are wow. you ready? Wow, yes. From Napa Valley Marketplace, as written by Mindy Levine, <laughs> about a band of artists called Friday Night Live. Here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> like love, art is something elusive and difficult to define. In regards to Friday Night Live, I declared an open and shut case. A superfluous band. <laughs> That's good. Friday Night Live, made up entirely of local boobs. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> See, it always makes you laugh. It's a, it's a funny it's word. It's a funny word. Okay, so uh, Friday Night Live, made boobs. up entirely of local <laughs> boobs, is unique in more ways than 68. Wow. That's a lot That's of, a ways, lot of ways. Yeah, a lot wow. of ways to be different. Well, in, it's an open and shut case. <laughs> <laughs> well, we established that in the first uh, or second sentence. In addition to creating an old-timey and wacky bluegrass environment... Mm. Because isn't it always wacky? I love it. Where the audience is welcome to roller skate. That sounds fun. Wait a minute. I think we're on to something. That sounds fun. <laughs> Calskate, here we come, and we're bringing Friday Night and Wacky Bluegrass <laughs> with us. Uh, Friday Night Live is made up entirely of artists who create luscious types of art. Oh, that actually, that actually works. In various mediums, who all come together and create the beautiful art that is... <gasps> Fantastic! You got it. <laughs> Woo! Mindy Levine, this has been so fun. Thank it has you. been a pleasure. Thank you. From the Winky Winky Grog Shop in the beautiful Napa Valley, this is Lauren Blue Hawaii Bowl speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.